Goes back and scores! Brady Leibold goes back and forth behind the net, comes out the right side and lifts the backhander up and in. Leibold right here on Dylan. Dylan comes back to the right of his own. Here's Leibold uppercut. Another right by Leibold. Now we got another fight. Brady Leibold got the right hand pump on Tony Mann. Up and over top. Mann trying to control him as Leibold got that jackhammer right going. Throwing a lot off the helmet. Now Cody Mann answering. But Leibold switched to left and he got a few more in there. Welcome back to another edition of Hockey to Heroin Road to Recovery. It's Brady Leibold at you guys again from Muskoka, Ontario. Uh, guys, super pumped tonight to have my longtime friend. Haven't talked to him in a number of years, guys. We're going on like 12 years, I think. I played with him in Kelowna, playing with the Kelowna Rockets when I was 20. He was 16. Jesse Paradise, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Just hearing that uh, that 0708 Kelowna Rockets uh, brings a shiver down my spine, man. Good to good to hear from you. Yeah, right, Jess. I mean, you saying that actually, Jess, I'll be honest, brings a, a shiver down my spine and we'll jump right into it. Uh, I do want to get into what you've been doing and because I've just recently found out and I'm really excited to get into that. But let's get into the hockey side of things. Um, obviously, with the COVID-19 thing, I mean, we can touch on that briefly. Uh, hopefully, you're safe and all your family's good. I'm doing well up here in Muskoka. We're all good. Um, obviously, it's a crazy time. But at the same time, it gives everybody a time to kind of sit back and reflect on things and maybe realize what's important to, to them. And uh, hopefully, we can start getting things better around here just in Canada in general. And, uh, you know, hopefully people are taking this thing seriously. Hey, Jess. Yeah, man, I agree. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone's just doing what they can and you know, it is a big, it's a big issue. So hopefully everyone just does their part and, you know, follows what, uh, what government and whatever else is said. So, so Jess, you're from Winnipeg, right? Product of the Winnipeg Hawks. Uh, played your Bantam and Midget there. You were drafted by the Kelowna Rockets in the fourth round, 81st overall in the 2006 <laughs> Bantam draft. Hey, Jess? That is, that is correct. That is uh, some digging you get to go to get that number. But, yeah, that is all 100% accurate. Winnipeg Hawks, AAA, Kelowna draft. Yeah, and uh, before that, uh, Tyndall Park Community Center. Shout out to them till you were in Pee Wee, right? Yeah, that's right. 1991 birth, 1991 birth year. You played three games with the Rockets as a 15 year old. What was that experience like? That was awesome. That was a, a highlight of my career for sure. Just you know playing for, midget and then getting that call just to come up for a few games was just you know it was it, it was a really cool moment for my career. Oh, for sure. Um, I didn't play as a 15-year-old. I actually only played one game as a 16-year-old. I didn't even get drafted. Um, I was super small and. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what the problem was. Actually, I didn't. I didn't go at the under 16s, and that's a part of my book. Uh, the factor of that was honestly, I was scared that I was going to not make the team, and uh, the, I probably would have made the team going into it. I went back the next year, made the under 17s, and went to the top 40 BC, and ended up getting listed in what Western League Swift Current, and took off from there. But anyways, we'll get into that. It's just a matter of confidence. But you, you were drafted into the Western League and got three games in as a 15 year old. So that was must have been a really cool experience. And then uh, your first full year came the following year in 2007, 2008. Um, and that's when I joined the Kelowna Rockets in October. Now, do you remember when I joined the team? I, I do. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to re- I was trying to think of that before this. I, like the fact, like the exact moment when you came in. I don't know, like the first exact, like maybe not the exact moments. But, you know, as soon as you got there, just meeting you and getting to know you that that first few days it was awesome and just you know you were 20 I was 16 you had so much so much advice and just so much so much wisdom to to have for me and just having you as a 20 year old was a you know a perfect kind of guy that I could look up to as a player on and off the ice like you know I just I heard around the league that you're just a a greasy kind of guy that could do it all and had a nasty toe drag and you know you seem (laughs) to live up lived up to the expectation for sure Jess, I had a kind of a, a unique Western Hockey League career and something I haven't been public too much about uh, until now. But uh, 
so you said you don't remember too much about me coming there. I'll refresh your memory. So for anybody that doesn't know in the Western Hockey League and playing major junior hockey league, um, unless you're an expansion league team, you're only allowed to have three 20-year-olds on the team. So um, uh, as a 20-year-old, you kind of can be the odd man out, Jess, and, and you kind of found yourself in that situation too later on in your career, and we'll talk about that. Uh, yep. You were fortunate to find a spot with the Saskatoon Blades later on in after, you know, your 19-year-old year with the Moose Jaw Warriors there, and they didn't want you no more, and, and you got a chance and had a great year with the Blades, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, however, my situation was a little bit different. Now, um, I don't know if you remember, but you guys had three 20-year-olds when I got traded to the team, and the other 20-year-old that we got rid of was Lion Messier, Mark Messier's son. Do you remember <laughs> right. that? I, I do remember that, yes. Like right before, right before, right before I got traded there, he was in the dressing room. Mark came into the dressing room and gave the team a speech. So listen, so when I got traded there, Jess, I, okay, this is a true story. Okay. So full disclosure, I got traded from Swift Current um, because I got a girl pregnant there, my 19 year old year. Now, um, I ended up getting traded because some things happened and transpired and uh, the coach of small town, small community wanted to keep it hush hush. Anyways, I ended up getting traded to Kelowna. Um, I didn't know that I'll tell this story. I wrote, I was writing, I was going to save it for my book, Jess, but I'm going to share it with you right now. So it's a quick story. So when I got traded to Kelowna, um, I was in Swift Current and I was having problems with this girl and uh, the pregnancy was crazy. I was 19. Um, It was a, a crazy experience. I was young, immature, making horrible decisions. And that decision I made with that, which I'll get into later, haunts me still to this day. But however, what I will say is I got traded and Dean Chanel, who was the coach of Swift Current at the time, put up with so much of my shit, Jess. Like when I was 17, I had to go home because I was homesick because of my girlfriend. And then when I was 18, I quit the team and went and played in the BC Hockey League with the Coquitlam, Burnaby Express, now the Coquitlam Express, with Kyle Turris on that team. They ended up winning the RBC Championship, but I quit before that. Even they, the year ended, and then I ended up begging Dean to go back as a 19-year-old to the Swift Current Broncos, and he took me back, okay? And he made me earn my spot on that team my 19-year-old year. And now I was the rookie of the year for the Swift Current Broncos my 17-year-old year now. So coming back as a 19-year-old year, he put me on the fourth line at the beginning of the year. Didn't matter. He he told me to come to training camp. No no guarantee you're going to be on the team, whatever. Anyways, that year I started to fight a little bit more. You noticed when I played with you, I fought quite a bit, but yep. that's how I earned my spot in the lineup, right? Well, anyways, mm-hmm. later on in the year, I ended up getting this girl pregnant right before the end of the year in playoffs. I ended up going home and um, throughout the summer, whatever, I ended up going back to a current. She's obviously further along and causing problems. So I get traded. Now, Dean Chanel calls me. He goes, hey, don't come to practice. You're traded. Now, we're two games into the season. This is a true story, Jess. He says, don't come to the rink. I'm going to pick you up. You've been traded. I can't tell you where yet because it hasn't gone through. But pack your shit, and I'm picking you up. We're going to Calgary. I have a GM meeting in Calgary, and you're flying out to the team. Once once the trade goes through and we're driving there and it's official, I'll let you know. But it was kind of funny because, like, <laughs> all crazy. the shit that I went through with this guy. So now I had to drive from Swift Current to Calgary, okay, uh, with Dean Chanel, and he was a first-round draft pick. He got drafted in the same draft year as Joe Sackick, actually ahead of him in the draft. It's kind of oh, funny. Wow. Um, obviously, Joe Sackick panned out a little bit better. So anyways, Jess, this guy drops me off in Calgary after we stopped in Medicine Hat, where he played his junior hockey <laughs> for the Medicine Hat Tigers. We had Japanese food. We reminisced. It was super weird. He, Anyways, we continue on to Calgary. He drops me off. I had to stay in this hotel by myself. I ended up... Okay, I, um, full disclosure, I drank the mini bar out, okay? <laughs> Got hammered drunk by myself, Jess. This is a true story, okay? Next morning, fly out to Kelowna. Who picks me up? Jeff Finley. Remember? Okay. Finner, yeah. our coach. Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Played for the, right? Yeah, beauty of a guy played for the uh, yeah. St. Louis Blues NHL vet. So he picks me up, and I'm hung over like so bad okay jess and i don't know anything about the clone rockets at this time and like dean told me when he dropped me off as i got out of the truck well you've been traded to Kelowna. good luck i'll see you in january when we play you and i was like what like so anyways i get to Kelowna. i'm hungover come into the rink and it's a totally different setup as you can attest to like it's a little bit different than swift current right yeah yeah it's a little different 
And like when you played in Moose Jaw, did you have the new rink there? Or were no, you in I played, the crush can? No, I was all my games in Moose Jaw were in the crush can. That new rink was there for my twenty year old year when I got uh, put on waivers there. Okay. See, that's a lot of similarities. When I went back to Swift Current, went with you on Kelowna, that's when they had redone the rink. It right. wasn't a new rink, but you know, they you probably had never even seen the old rink nope. unless you played midget there or something. But um anyways, so Back to the story, I get to the rink in Kelowna, and it's a lot bigger, and the media is a lot different. Not like it's NHL level, but you know what I mean. It's a little bit more in your face, and yeah. I think Doyle, the, the sports writer, was there, and Regan Bartel was there, who's just an awesome guy, um, yeah. obviously, to do interviews. And just days before this, or day before, Jamie Benn actually came to the team, too, if you remember, from the Victoria Grizzlies. So here I am, hungover, okay? Media in my face, doing the interviews, pictures for the website. Now I'm on the bench doing an interview with Jamie Benn. At the time, I had no idea who this guy was, okay, yeah. out of the BC Hockey League. Okay, we're doing – There's. I still have the paper article from it. Interview. <laughs> okay, go back in the dressing room. You school kids had a day off, okay? And there was a goalie – there was supposed to uh, like be uh, – Kim Dillabaugh was running a goalie session. And you young guys, okay, all the 16- and 17-year-olds were to be out on the ice, just for this skate and all the right. older guys like didn't have to go out so well yep. i was at the rink early and when i got there it was just all you young guys there and the goalies and and they're like and i had to get all new gear when they dropped when swift current traded me the only thing they sent me was with my skates right <laughs> so anyways yeah. i get there i had to get all new gear shinies <laughs> shoulder pads the whole nines everything but skates so you know what that's like. It's sucks, yeah, that's right? literally the same thing. Plus I did I'm hungover, okay? <laughs> so now the coaches call me and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this goalie practice. You got some new gear. Do you want to go out and try it out?" What am I gonna say? No. Here I am, 20 <laughs> years old. I'm trying to set the thing. I'm already going. Why did I drink last night? Like what? And you know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. such a bad decision. So now I'm on the ice with the young kids. I have no idea who these young kids are. You're on the ice, okay? Yep. Who else is out there? Tyson Berry, Tyler Myers, Brandon McMillan, Kyle St. Dennis, who was about 5'6 and as fast as Usain Bolt. I swear to God, he was so fast when yeah. I was out there. Okay. Um, who else was out there? Evan Hooder. Rudolph, another one. Hoodie, my yeah, Hooder. <laughs> Your roommate. Okay, he was my roommate. And he, he was like, he had he was probably a, a nastier dude. toe drag than I did. Yeah. He had a nastier toe drag than I did. And I wanted to talk. I was saving Hooder for later because I wanted to t- to join that later about when you got traded to Moose Jaw. Yeah, but sure. Hooder is an, abs- an absolute beauty. And I lived with him at the Ramponi Farm in Kelowna. But yeah. but yeah, so here I am on the ice, Jess. And I don't know about these young, like Tyson Berry, Tyler Myers, yeah. Hoodie, you, all these kids. I am in this new gear, hungover as shit. <laughs> and these young kids. And I'm thinking to myself. These are the young guys on the team. I am, I'm beat. Like they already got three 20 year olds. How am I going to beat out Mark Messier's son? How am I going to beat out Chris Westblom? This is the guy, this is the goalie that backed them to the Memorial Cup. How am I going to beat out the captain, James McEwen, hometown kid? Yeah. I was like, what am I, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I'll be honest with you. So I don't know if you had any of those feelings when, when Moose Jaw, dropped you and you went to Saskatoon and, and you tr- had to make that that new fit with a new team and what that was like for you but I'll tell you what man that to me I will never forget that I called my dad after that and I said who the fuck are these kids on this team like this is insane like this is yeah. crazy like you know what I mean and then later on they cleaned the ice Jess and later on so we had to go out for an hour and a half practice after that and during that practice, we did one-on-ones, and I got blown up by Luke Shen so bad <laughs> and threw out my back. So I'm hungover, and I got a back spasm. This is my first day. I'm like, these guys, they're going to send me out of here within, like, hours. Like, you know what I mean? But luckily yeah. for me, it all worked out. And honestly, honest to God, um, after that in Kelowna, I think I, I drank one time after that. And that was just a different culture in Kelowna. Yeah. And I think that's an attest to, to Bruce Hamilton and the way he he runs that organization, because um, it is an absolute first class organization. And, and that was an eye opener for me. So when I got there, I was like, wow, you know, I felt like I was in a different world. Like I remember going to Swift Current, you know, and 
you know, Jess, when you get into uh, the WHL, how cool is it when you get the gear and the and uh, you know the track yeah, suits man. and everything that's, and that's it right, right and yeah man right and I and again and I want to talk about that later too but and we'll touch on that Jess I trust me I, and that's the reason I said that and we'll get to that but and and, and that touches home with me too and uh, you know and so Swift Current but going to Kelowna it was just like you know we all got our sticks with our names on it and you know what I mean like yeah open I, I know exactly stick what you room mean. Yeah. and and it was just they just run it in a different way and it and, and it was just, and I was like, hey, I'm here now. I'm around these good young players. This is my last kick at the can. And Jesse, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you noticed this when I played with you, but like there was times I had a, a fairly good year that year. Like I had almost seven, 69 points or something. But there was yeah. times where I actually scored or tipped in a goal. And I wouldn't even take credit for it because like they gave it to Benny or Longer or Mizey or Shenner. You know what I mean? From the point. Yeah, I- or yeah. and or I take it I wouldn't tell the the ref that it was my tip in or or that I got an assist on a goal because I knew these guys were going for contracts at that exactly. point I yeah. knew that I'll be honest I actually had two girls pregnant at the same time later on I don't know if you remember this Jess but I, I want to talk I about think this so. I think do you, do, yeah. do you remember me coming to the team and and it being about yeah do you remember that Jess I do yeah. Like, do you remember the Secret Santa? Do you, can you tell can you tell me a little bit about the Secret Santa and if other teams did it? But I know we did it in Kelowna. But can you can you tell can you tell these guys a little bit about the Secret Santa that we did in Kelowna and what that what that entailed? I'm honestly drawing a blank on that. Come on, I don't yes. know. you might have to get me started. A you bit. remember? You do not remember at Christmas time at Saskatoon. At the golf club, every player picks a name out of a hat, and you got to pick a gift for them that's funny, that's yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. and you go oh. up on stage, and whatever. The Secret Santa. Do you remember this? Do you remember yeah. Kyle Verdino? James McEwen had Kyle Verdino, and he put the headband on with the stick with the chocolate bar hanging to it because he <laughs> yeah, was okay. fat and he had to lose weight. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, I remember. I, yeah, I know the Secret Santa. I don't know why I just drew a, drew a full blank like it didn't even happen. But I'm still like yeah. it was in Saskatoon, right? Yeah, it was in Saskatoon. So basically, every player on the team has has a guy a name that they're out of a hat, for, right? Yeah, right. Just like a Secret Santa, and then you go yeah, up yeah. in front of the team at this dinner banquet, and it happened to be on our very last game in Saskatoon. I, I remember this a lot more clearly than you do because it was my 20-year-old year. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I and, know. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but but I, I'll tell you, it's so funny because there's so many funny stories about that night, but nobody really knew about the pregnancies except for, uh, because and there's a reason, because I didn't want to distract the team. I was right. I told the I didn't even the coaches the coaches didn't even uh, didn't even bring it up until way later you know it was one of those things that was like better left unsaid I didn't want to distract the team because at that time a pregnancy in junior hockey is just is yeah. so out of the question and it's like you know what I mean we don't want these things to happen you know these things are preventable and, and whatever it is what it is but at the same time I was doing my best to keep it from you guys because it was an outside distraction and and I. You know what I mean? And I had so yeah, many, th- I was already behind, I was already behind the eight ball, you know, yeah. but Longer knew, Colin Long, my line mate, Jamie Ben knew, I remember, and Luke Shen knew, and James McEwen knew, they were the first four at the back of the bus, I told them, I remember after our first road trip to Tri-City, I remember telling stories, and these guys couldn't believe some of the stories I was telling, I guess they had lived sheltered lives compared to what I had lived or whatever, but um, it was pretty funny, so the secret Santa, I had Evan Bludoff, uh, he had me, I mean, and so I had to go up in front of the team. And um, so at this time, Jess, I don't know if you remember this, but I had experimented with drugs a little bit at this time, you know, and I'd done uh, a little bit of cocaine and stuff. And I don't know if you remember players on the other team ever mentioning stuff, skating by the bench and being like, oh, go do another line, leave old or, you know what I mean? Do you remember that kind of stuff happening or no? Because you guys, I don't think were even aware of it at the time. Like yeah. hoodie knew, hoodie knew, longer knew, like if like longer really knew and hoodie really knew, because like those were my two closest friends on the yeah. team, right? But yeah. um, no, but like, I don't, like, I don't I know if you say... remember that stuff. So no. the secret Santa, sorry, Jess, the secret Santa, I had to get up in front of the whole team <laughs> and the coaches and the GM 
And oh, yeah. I opened up the gift from Evan Bludoff. And what was in it? it was a baby soother. Oh, yeah. A diaper and a razor blade. And it said, the, here's this is for your new your kid that's coming. And you had to read this letter. Like, I had to read it out in front of the team. This is for the, <laughs> your kid that's coming. And here's a razor blade to practice your lines off the ice, too. Because we know you have trouble uh, uh, skating straight lines on the ice or something. Because I used to loop around. And Husky used to, the coach used to be like, stop and start. Stop and start. You're looping. You're looping. So it was kind of like, you know what I mean? Straight, yeah. like a razor blade. kind of coach. It was kind of a joke. But it was kind of, like, embarrassing for me at that time. And and real, really, at that time, I wasn't a, a full-blown drug addict or using drink. I never used at, during my Western Hockey League career. I smoked a little bit of weed, but never anything like that. While you were playing, Jess, did you see any, without mentioning any names, did you see any drug use in the Western Hockey League? Nothing other than, like, weed, maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and I will say the same, too. I've... I know guys, I've, I remember guys looking for other stuff, but um, never seeing it. And that's a good thing. And I hope that it stays that way. And I, I, I don't know. Do you, was, do, you take, do you feel like there was enough awareness for that? That's a good question. I, like they upped the, I don't know if there was, was there drug testing when we were, like when you were before me? Like I know what my, like my five years, there was consistent, not consistent, but random drug testing over the last five years of my career in the, in the league. But. So I, I'm not sure if it's on the list still. I guess that's up. For, it, up it must up be. I know that it came in. I think it started coming in my 19 year old year. It really started. Right. Like they remember they remember they put you through the thing. They make you watch the video. Hey, this will yeah. this will happen. You will come off the ice. There will be a guy standing there. You will not. You will pick your sample. Pick the thing. Make sure that it's not been tampered with. Seal it up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? They watch you pee and that whole thing, right? Like it's serious. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, and they pick you right after the game, and it's random. But at the same time, like, um, I also don't think that in junior hockey, I think that everyone's so focused on making it to the next level that drugs aren't really a problem at yeah. that age. And I think that if it are, if it is, you get filtered out very quickly. You know, yeah. you don't get yeah. a lot of chances. And I feel like I had a lot of chances. And I, I'm not sure that if guys nowadays would have that many chances or maybe i would they have more like did yeah, you ever talk a to a sport then you don't have to answer this question did, did you ever talk to a sports psychologist while you were playing in the western hockey league um no or did you or did you have the opportunity to i don't uh, i don't know if i did have the opportunity to t- speak to a sports psychologist i i don't think so i know they would all we would always have kind of like yeah, I don't think sports psychologists for that nature exactly. I, I I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I know for for me, for me personally, um, a sports psychologist was brought in Swift Current by Dean Chanel, uh, Max Offenberger, and um, I actually met up with him when I was in Norfolk in the Tampa Bay system later on, and, and it was kind of a crazy story. But I'm writing that in my book too. But um, at the same time, uh, did and again, you don't have to answer this. How? How were you while you were playing, and what was that experience like? And um, how was your confidence level, say, when you were 16 in comparison to when you were 20? And what was that like from a day-to-day basis in practices, transferring into games, and and just all-around basis with your relationship with coaches and what it's like to be around the team? Well, like I'd say, you know, at the begin at the beginning of my career, I didn't really have much confidence in myself really to to start with. So that was uh, that was a tough thing for me. It, it took me a lot of years to actually get through that and be able to actually feel confident like in my own game. So I'd I'd say it took me to at least my at least my 18, 19 year old year till I was you know felt at least comfortable to try and do something maybe that you know try that extra move that you know since you've been working and putting in the time and doing all this stuff on the ice, the little things that you can try and not get absolutely ripped if you get if you don't you know if you do a turnover at the blue line or something like that so i'd say it took me a a solid two three a three i'd say a solid three years before i i felt confident enough to you know make plays that isn't that isn't that that crazy isn't that crazy and that's like and i and i felt this and and you're not alone and you're not alone because i felt the same way and i often wonder and wonder like what it would be like to not think like yeah. that and I remember I remember watching guys you know there were certain guys that 
that there were very few and far between, but that had that confidence. And Tyson Berry was one of them. My very first game playing with Kelowna, he threw a backhand saucer pass, uh, blue line to blue line, like cross, like diagonally, blue <laughs> line to blue line, like 30 feet in the air, backhand sauce, like tape to tape. And I was on the bench. And I remember looking back at Huska going, who is this kid? Because I was still in awe about the skate earlier, about what we talked. Remember, I told you, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. kidding. These are true stories. Everything I say is 100% truth. Like, you know, so I will often yeah. wonder, like, you, you know, because like the separation, like, if we're playing in that league, and like, obviously, you and I were both good enough to make it. If you were playing in Western Hockey League, you're good enough, and you, you know, you have yeah. the skill set. So, confidence becomes a huge issue, and. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was actually more skilled at 16 than I was at 20, but I was so much more confident in myself as a player. So it didn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. By that time, you know, like, do you remember? Like, I don't know if you could remember one thing about playing with me, like, what would it stand out or one thing that you remember just like about playing or like about my game that you remember other than the toe drag? Yeah, the, the the toe drag, man, that is a patented move. But no, I just remember those tongues out and just being in those greasy, gritty areas and having those hands around the net. Like, I don't know how many goals you had, like, in the crease or, you know, the, that two, three-foot radius around the net. Tip-ins, little, you know, grind, lift the guy's stick, muscle one in, kind of stuff like that. Just a gritty player that, you know, you'd love to have on your team. And, you know, I never, I never got a chance to play against you, so I, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, I I was voted most second most hated best of the West the players to the poll that year. And yeah, yeah. You know, I cer honestly I certainly feel that like, you know, I felt like responsible for you guys in a way when I got there and, and I took a lot of uh pride in that. And when James McEwen got hurt in our twenty year old remember he got in that fight and he got stepped on his hand by Garrett Hunt yep. and oh, remember yeah. his oh man, remember oh, that man. blood coming to the bench? It was so yeah, bad. I'll never he was our captain that. and 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 James, I'm I'm hoping to have James on soon. And James was like, you know, the heart and soul of our team, and and uh, you know, just a role player guy. And when he went down, you know, like I felt like, you know, I need to step up and be the captain of this team, whether I have a C on or not. And and I felt like that. And I don't know if you remember, we lost out in Game Seven in Seattle, but and it's unfortunate because you got traded. And I I want to bring that up. They must have heard when Colonna traded you. But do you remember when? I don't know. My, I don't, and I wanted to ask you too when you were 20, your last year there, like what it was like for your last game. But like, I remember losing in game seven, like crying and like telling you guys as a team, like, if you guys don't win at all next year, you guys should be disappointed in yourselves. And they ended up going and going to the Memorial Cup. And unfortunately, you were traded at the trade deadline, January 10th, right? Yeah, for on Ian the day Duvall. Out, yeah. yeah. For Ian Duvall, yeah. Another Winnipeg native. Yeah, actually, a friend of mine. We ended up playing on the Bisons together a few years later. <laughs> it's funny how it works out, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, that must have hurt. Like, what was that experience like being traded from the team yeah, you that, got drafted from? Yeah, that one was tough. That one, you know, I was so young still, and I just didn't even really know how, how to, like, process it. I just kind of just was And another thing, for, too, like, Sorry, Jess. And, and no, no worries. To bring in just, I want to add, just to add to the question, um, to make that transition easier, Dylan Hood was actually, you got traded to the Moose Jaw Warriors for Ian Duvall on the January 10th, the last day of the trade deadline. Well, Dylan Hood got traded January 8th to the Moose Jaw Warriors for Riley Grantham and a fifth rounder, I believe. And yep. so he was there two days before you. Yeah, no, so and that, was, that obviously uh, that... helped. Yeah, like, he was one of my best buddies in Kelowna, so, like, having him there immediately, and we ended up rooming together for that year, so it, that made things pretty pretty easy, like, just me and him together, like, it was in Kelowna, minus a few of the guys, but just knowing that that team was a, the real deal and, you know, not going to be able to go on a run with them was, was pretty tough, you know, going from literally the best team in the league to the worst team in the league was pretty pretty tough, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, so I'm thankful for everything that happened and you know if that didn't happen who knows where i would be today so 
Yeah, and um, I spent a lot, I you know I played playing in Swiss Cream for three years like I did. I played a lot in Moose Jaw, and uh, the fans in Moose Jaw hated me, man. Like <laughs> my last game, actually, my last game in Swift Current before I got traded was against Moose Jaw in Moose Jaw at the Crush Can, and yeah. I had two fights, and uh, the whole Crush Can was going leave old leave oh it's fucking awesome you know what i mean like they just hated me and i and i thrived on that you know what i mean like and that's what i like what do you that's what i miss i you know what i miss about playing most jess is the warm-up and the music and just getting out there and and flying around what do you miss most about playing like at that level you know just literally just being playing the games man they're so fun like you know you can do what anything can happen like in five seconds the game could change in one second you know a goal could happen a big hit it, it just happens so quick that you know you just want to be out there for it yeah absolutely just like the whl is um is such a is such a great league and and it's it, it really is truly an accomplishment to play in the whl especially if you have a lengthy career like you did um you know you played so many games in the Western Hockey League. Did you hit the 300 game mark or just shy? Uh, I hit. Yeah, I did hit it. Yeah. Did you get up, something for was, that? Yeah, in Saskatoon they gave me a, a nice watch with uh, engraved uh, back saying, you know, congrats on three 300 games. That's awesome. See, I never got that. Um, you know, that's nice. They do things like that, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate. I, you know, with this COVID-19, just to touch on that, these guys that didn't get to. Uh, finish out their careers i couldn't imagine what that must have been like you know what i mean that's just heartbreaking for them i mean it is bigger things going on but fuck that's heartbreaking you know what i mean um, i know I, if you could do sorry go ahead go ahead Jeff. oh no i was just gonna say like you know looking at it like from our perspectives you know going on to i'm going on to the cis the following year like you know missing that last half of the of you know junior careers is going to be the high could have been the highlight of your life you know that's right and that that was my next question for you was you know if you could do it all over again would you still go the whl route or would you look at going the ncaa route and uh what was the transition like to u sports uh here in canada well um so the what was the first part what was my most Sorry, could you? What was the first question, part of the question? <laughs> Read it again. Now Sorry. you got. Now you got me backtracking on. on Sorry, myself it was so here. good. I forgot yes, about I the said, first. If you could go back. And oh yeah, play, go back. Yeah. Do it again. Would you go to the WHL or the NCAA? I would. I would stick to the route I did. You know, I'm. I'm happy with how that worked out. You know, I could have done a few things different along the way for sure, but. You know, I'm happy where I'm at right now, and I don't think that I would have got here without that experience and and all the stuff that I learned along the way. You know, meeting the people that were there, and you know, just all the things that come along with it. But I, I wouldn't change that for the world. And then, uh, you know, going in my 20 year old year, making the choice to go uh, go to university, U Sports after uh, my Western League career was it was pretty pretty easy. I was always a pretty good student uh, in high school and that growing up and. I wanted to uh, make sure I got my degree before if I wanted to play any any other kind of professional just because, you know, I kind of had a feeling that, you know, I only had a few more years left after that, if if anything. So, um, you know, I just wanted to play good hockey for another five years, get my degree. And, you know, I ended up playing the uh, finished out my last year in the SBHL there for a couple months. So that was uh, the, the icing on top of uh, my career there. So it was, uh, it was nice to kind of just yeah. come back home and uh you know, U Sports is great hockey, so come back home, uh, be with my friends and family again, and you know, play good hockey and play in front of my, uh, you know, grandma again yeah. and my family. So that was that was nice. That must that must have been nice. You got to wear a letter too for two years. You were the assistant captain there. Um, your best year there was your second year with 27 points, and uh, you mentioned playing the SBHL down in Fayetteville for the Fire Ants, North Carolina, and the yeah. McCon Mayhem in down in Georgia. What was yeah. that experience like in the SPHL and uh, in comparison to, say, the WHL to the SPHL, uh, the WHL to U Sports and then the U Sports to, say, the, the SPHL? What is the, the, the level of play like in, in comparison to those leagues? Okay, so, yeah, I'd say um, the U Sports is comparable to the WHL minus, you know, the top end guys. So, 
Um, it's a little slower, a little less skilled, but um, it's very similar. Pace is similar. Um, you got the same, basically same kind of guys coming into there and high level, you know, junior A guys. So um, very comparable minus the top, top, top end kind of guys that are, you know, going right to pro or choosing to go the pro route. And then, um, you know, the dub to the SB and you, or U Sports to SB, I'd say um, U Sports is very similar to SBHL. You know, it was a, it was maybe a step, maybe a step and a half or half a step, maybe slower than U Sports, but uh, very similar as in, as in, uh, you know, the type of game. Um, uh, dub to, yeah, that's, I think that's a good trio. You can go dub to U Sports and then U Sports yeah. to SB for that one. So, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, I know, Jess. And what was the experience like as far as being on the team down there, living conditions? Obviously, being in the, I played minor pro in the East Coast Hockey League and the Central League. Um, the pay isn't great, but we're getting to do what we love. Um, yeah. If you don't have a family or anything, obviously, and you got your degree, obviously, that was the smart thing to do. I ended up signing a pro contract which I didn't had no intention on doing. Actually, like I told you, I was playing out my last year of junior with no intention, but ended up getting a good opportunity and, and took it. And things worked out the way they did, unfortunately. But yeah, like what was the living conditions down there like? And were the guys mostly from Canada? And what were the fans like? Uh, Georgia, North Carolina? <laughs> where were these places in the middle yeah. of... Man, but fuck it was, Idaho or what what was going on? Yeah. Did you have a good time? Was were guys partying? What was really going on down there, Jess? Yeah, no, it was uh it was a really cool experience. Like I had never been in like the southern states or anything, so like just going down there was a complete culture shock. It was you know, it's a completely different life than than what it is up here in Winnipeg. But um no, it was uh I think it's probably similar to the east coast over there is uh you know, in a part, we just all the guys stayed in the same kind of a par- apartment complex, and then three guys kind of in a room, or two guys in a room, whatever, or not got in a room in a in a apartment, and uh, you know, either either if it's two rooms, it's two guys, three rooms, three guys, and just go from there. But no, the and then then uh, the fans in the south, they uh, you know how they are, they're pretty crazy. Like they like to get fired up about <laughs> anything. So as soon as they learn, like yeah. as soon as they learn anything, or you know they hear a goal's good or anything's good they they go crazy they know how to cheer so oh buddy they loved it yeah i had yeah i i enjoyed my time down so especially when i was in texas and i had um that was actually after i went to rehab for the first time and this was before my addiction got to where it got but um they did a story about my comeback and i was so i had so much support and it was so awesome to get back into the game and being down there and the fans were so great but uh there were a few fans down south like in wichita <laughs> calling i remember them being like you leave all you're a crackhead you're a crackhead and i'm like no wrong drug wrong drug you know like that's just my personality you know what i mean like yeah i remember turning around and being like yo i'm a heroin addict like fuck off like you know what i mean like and but i'm clean you know like just you know what i mean like that was me you know like i you know trying to spear the fan through the glass or whatever like but you know, but then I'd be get getting a fight and then I go to the penalty box and be like hey timekeeper can i have a puck and i throw it over to the kid that's you know what I mean? Yeah, like that exactly. was that was that was probably my next favorite thing about playing was like you know interacting with like the kids and the fans and you know what I mean and just yeah for sure you know taking when I used to take a lot of extra time and we had get a lot of good volunteer opportunities especially in Kelowna I remember Coops oh yeah heck yeah <laughs> yeah right but I think heck you were yeah. in school for a lot of those so yeah I never but I mean my... I did every every single one I volunteered for in Kelowna and. uh I mean, the only other guy that did more volunteer work that year, I think, was was Westy. And uh, I think he got, like, Humanitarian of the Year for CHL or Western yeah. League that year. And another great guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but um, so, Jess, after you went down to the SP, you took a couple of years off. And um, now you've been back playing for the Gladstone Lakers in the Tiger Hills Hockey League, Senior A League out there in Manitoba. Um, yep. what's that like? It's just fun, man. Just straight for fun. Just cause I love the game. That's, you know, it's still, it's still good hockey. It's all the guys I used to play against in university that are from Manitoba playing for their, you know, their out of town city, out of town towns that they live in. They all have their 
hometown team that they cheer for and you know to i think there's four teams in manitoba and yeah, um, sure. so each one each one has their own uh playoffs and championship and then the four meet together for a mem cup style uh provincial finals and that's kind of it for us in uh in the yeah that's called the, that's called the Man- the Man- that's called the Manitoba Cup. Four leagues get together, and then the winner of the Manitoba Cup plays for the Rathgaber Cup, which is Saskatchewan versus Manitoba. The winner of Saskatchewan versus the winner of Manitoba. The winner of that will go on to play in the Allen Cup. Um, obviously, you haven't played in the, you haven't made it that far yet. We made it to we won I mean, our it, league two years ago, but not that far. Yeah, that see that's pretty. And to get if you really think about it, to get to the Allen Cup, and it's like the oldest trophy. Eh? Did you know that? It's yeah. I don't know too too much about the history, but it's pretty wild. And to get to it is is like if you think about it. I was looking at it earlier today. It's pretty it's pretty hard. Like it's crazy. Just like to win the Memorial Cup in the in the Canadian Hockey League is hard because you got to win your league and then go to this tournament and win that too. It's sort of like that, you know. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. But that's good that you're back on the ice again. So, um, yes, I talked about earlier about, um, you know, about when you get into the Western League and getting that team apparel, um, you know, yes, all sir. that sort of stuff. Now, Jess, tell me what you've been up to and if you used your schooling from the Western Hockey League to help you with what you're doing with what you're about to tell us what you've been doing. So go ahead, Jess, tell us what you've been doing. So, um, I actually started in 2015, which was, uh, my th- end of my third year in university summer. So, um, I just came across a style of hats that I really liked and I just really wanted to do something that I could, you know, bring people together as, as a small community. And, um, so I started, uh, the team issued brand that I've been running for the last five years. Um, it's based on the feeling of getting team issued gear. So, you know, remember when you get on a new team or you, you come to a team for the start of the year and you get that, you know, that package of gear with the tracksuit. Absolutely, bud. You go home at, you're going home at Christmas, bud, and you got your trackie on, and you're like, I'm in the dub. Check me out. You know what I mean? Like, you're feeling good, and it's a good feeling. You know what I mean? And it is. And, you know, like, you really nailed it. Like, I read your, I was on your website. Super impressive. Your guys' clothes are like, I'm not even just saying this because I'm your friend. They are, they're fucking rad, bro. Like, you guys <laughs> Thanks, killed brother. it. Like, <laughs> you guys killed it. Whoever put that together, whether it was you or you guys have a team, for anybody that, it, your guys' websites, teamissue.ca. Yep. Teamissue.ca. Check it out because, honestly, the clothing is sick. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to rock it. I'm going to get here and order some clothes myself. But did you use, like, so what kind of degree did you do in school? And was that, you said that was part of your school, like explain a little bit more and, and that, and, um, and kind of how that all came about. Yeah. So I actually took a like a business in school. So my, uh, I got a degree in commerce, so it's a bachelor of commerce and, uh, my majors were actually accounting and marketing. And, um, so currently I'm, and that was all, paid for with my WHL scholarship. So yeah, they paid for my five years of schooling. Um, and then using my accounting degree, I am still pursuing my, uh, charter professional accounting designation, which is, uh, the CPA. So I'm doing wow, that currently. Yeah. So I'm, I'm writing my CPA final this September. So I should have that hopefully fingers crossed that goes well. And then I'll have my hours locked up and then I'll be a full blown CPA. Hopefully, uh, shortly here if that all goes well with that test so does that um, mean you does that mean you can manage all these guys money that we played with that are making millions is that sort of what you do or what is that yeah i guess like there's so many different routes to this <laughs> accounting like honestly and with the cpa you can really do anything right now i'm actually working at the uh, university of manitoba as a financial analyst so um i've been wow. here for almost a year now but yeah so that's uh, kind of that that's for sure, the Western League has helped me with that. Like they paid for my school, which is my accounting degree, and I'm still pursuing accounting and I'm working in accounting and finance. But uh, the team issued stuff is uh, something I've been passionate about for a while here, and you know it's finally starting to come around, uh, uh, gain a little bit more traction. 
um, with the website. You know, I started with just one hat. I had one black snapback, and that was what I had for a full, you know, a year and a half. Then I got another color of hat, and then I got a cheap yeah. T-shirt, you know, and then now, four and a half years later, I got, you know, 30 different hats, you know, different shirts, quality shirts, custom gear I'm designing from start to finish. So, you know, it's come a long way, but I still feel like it's just a start here, especially since, you know, I'm, I, I can almost, once I'm done this CPA stuff, I can really fully commit to that with, with the extra time commitment. So I'm looking forward yeah, to like, it. I'm like, I'm not kidding you. If you're listening to this, check out his clothing brand because <laughs> it, it's, it's super fresh. Like it, it looks sick. And like you said, and you really nailed it on, like you nailed it. You guys, I can't even say that enough. My girlfriend, Taylor, said the exact same thing you know what i mean i was like be i was like i didn't even tell her you know i was, didn't say anything about like you know this is my buddy's company this is or anything you know i was like hey what do you what do you think about this clothing like what do you think she's like oh that's really nice like which one you? she's like i like that one that one that one that. and then i told her and she's like that's really cool you know and i'm like yeah like so that's really sick jess that you're doing that and like the transition transition to school like with the whl like getting that all paid for like they took care of all that like it, like how was that like you could have went to any university in canada right like you must have had other teams sending you letters like i know i did and and i ended up going the pro right route right away forfeiting my yeah. school unfortunately um but you know it is what it is i think that's I think the WHL does a great job with their schooling system, but at the yeah. same time, I feel like there's some holes in it. Like, I get it that, like, if you go pro, they shouldn't have to pay. But, like, at the same time, like, I feel like they should. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, for people that don't know, you get a year's education for every year you play in the WHL. But if you sign a pro contractor, if you play so many pro games after a certain date, you forfeit all your schooling. So you have to either make that commitment to go to school right away or go pro. And yeah. if you go pro, you can't go back and use your schooling money. Now, for someone like me, okay, so I ended up signing in Tampa system with Norfolk and, and all that and playing four games in the A and then in the East Coast League. And that's another story for another day, but getting hurt and then the the addiction really spiraled and and whatever and the, again that's another story for another day but what you know and obviously i i'm kind of maybe a, a different case and it doesn't happen all the time and most guys will follow through and go to their school or most guys will live out their pro career but i have a feeling that you know there are a few guys that try to go bang it out in the east coast league or in the minor pro league and then, you know, forfeit their schooling and then they're left with nothing. And for um, a guy like me, I had so many concussions, Jess. I don't know about you. Did you have any concussions when you played? And I know for me, I played through them. Yeah. Like I don't even, I don't again. know how many I've had. So I, I'm, I've had a few for sure. Yeah. I had like over a hundred fights in, in hockey between junior and pro. And Jesus. I got my bell rung probably. I probably got my belt. Well, you saw me fight how many times? And, you know, 20. like I, 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 yeah, at least I get my <laughs> bell rung and I wouldn't even say anything. And especially when you're young because, or you get hit because yeah. then you're in or, or you're out of the lineup. And then, then what? You know, yeah, exactly. And yep. it's just so much pressure and it's crazy. And moving away from home, like it's such a hard experience and, and it's so much pressure on these kids. And, you know, we did it at such a young age and, and look at you, you're doing great. And so many people do great and they do great things. But like, I know for me and, and maybe I'm alone in this, but I don't feel like I am. Like, I feel no, like I don't think there so. should be more support for the WHL. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, so I lost my teeth. Remember, like I'm missing yeah, my yeah. forefront teeth while playing in the WHL. So I lost my teeth in an exhibition game when I was 17 and I've got my teeth knocked out. I braces for six years. Well, I got my teeth knocked out in an exhibition game three minutes left in the game in medicine hat. Well, the dentist left, you know, how a dentist and a doctor has to be there for those games, like the whole game. Well, the dentist yep. left because he thought the game was going to end. Well, my teeth <laughs> got knocked clear out root and everything. Cause I just got my braces off. So my picked up my teeth and they could have put them back in. I don't know if you know this, but if your root gets pulled, knocked out, like if your teeth don't get broken off, they get knocked clean out. You can actually put them back in and the root will take. Well, the dentist, I went, I remember skating, you know, in Med Hat, how the benches are across from each other? Yeah. I remember yeah. skating across the bench into the Med Hat bench, right? 
ble- bleeding everywhere because I had to go into their dressing room to go to the dentist room and waiting for the dentist. And they're like, no, the, yeah, we're, the dentist is coming. They're going to put your teeth in. They'll take and the dentist never showed up. So now I had to get it back on the bus to Swift Current. I had my teeth in a bottle of milk because <laughs> apparently that by the time we get to Swift Current, it's no fucking good. So now I got no teeth. OK, so now I have a partial and they paid for that. And then I ended up getting another one in Kelowna. And then the team in Texas paid for another one in 2012. But I haven't had another one since. And it's broken. And, like, it's $2,000 to pay for it. And the WHL won't pay for it. Like, where's the – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so here we are slugging it out for four or five years. And the WHL, we got concussions. I got arthritis in my hands from all my hand breaks from my fights. My hips are bad. Yeah. I don't know about you. But, like, yeah, man. man, like, I'm pretty banged up. And, like – where's you know what i mean like i get it like i accept the responsibility i was a warrior i love to play hockey i would never go in and get involved in some sort of lawsuit or anything like that i don't believe in that because i knew what the risks were but all i'm asking for like you know what i mean like where's the support like if i lost my teeth playing in the whl shouldn't i be covered for life like things like that like anyways it's a different discussion for a different day like for sure for sure there's a there's all that whole class action lawsuit going down so who knows if that stuff will ever get brought into it eventually like this. yeah just, again it's that's just cracking the, the surface level. on all and these that that's at the nhl level and then you gotta you know but at the minor pro you gotta play so many games to get in the nhl pa and this and that like i tried to file a claim with a concussion when i was in the east coast league because i got i got let go because of a and like i had a concussion like i couldn't right. play but they're like well, you know what i mean and yeah. there was like it was crazy like it was insane like it was it was nuts yeah and they just treat you like you know i don't know but anyways it is what it is we we all have to play the game and it takes us different down different paths and like jess I'm, I'm listen man you are a kid to me you're 29 i'm 32 <laughs> but you were 16 when i was 20 and i haven't seen you since but listen man i'm super proud of you like I, you know, we call you the Jess can because we used to play Super Bowl, uh, Sewer Ball, and the the ball was called the Jess can, the soccer yes, ball. Do you remember that? I do. The Jess can, the Jess can. You were hilarious, bud. You played 40 games your 16 year old year, and like you were just, you were so like you knew, bud. Like you were just a light on that team because you come to the dressing room every day, big smile in your face. You <laughs> knew that it was your job to bring energy as a 16 year old, and like I can't say enough, like. I don't know what I was like as a 20 year old, if you remember, but like I was scared when I was, it was different. You weren't, it was different when, for you as a 16 year old than it was for me. Uh, The rookie initiation was a lot different when I was 16. It changed when I was 17 because of some stuff happened out in the OHL. You probably never even heard about. I but can imagine anyways, though, I remember yeah. them they're being like, I remember they like, remember we talked about the drug, the, um, the drug program, uh, drug testing program, how yeah. you remember they do the team conferences. Do you remember doing yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Clone rockets. Are you here? Swift current. Are you here? Moose shot. And all the teams are there. Do you remember doing that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff? And they, yes. yeah, we're here and everyone's listening. Well, we had to do that. And, uh, <laughs> about the rookie initiation, because they're like, this is bullshit. No more rookie parties, no more rookie hazing on the bus, no more fines, no more <laughs> nothing. So like, you know what I mean? Like you got yeah. it. Like, and I don't think I would have been hard on you guys anyways, but like, I remember I had to run the gauntlet on the bus and getting beat with like run to the back of the bus and back. And I had Matty Troyovsky at the back of the bus. He was <laughs> six foot six, two forty five drafted by um i forget who he was drafted by but he was from czech republic and he was like the toughest guy in the dub like i'll show you videos i'll send you some <laughs> this guy was crazy jess tougher than any guy you ever saw playing the whl i swear to god and he was at the back of the bus and he grabbed me bro and held me and the guys are hitting me with pillowcases full of dress <laughs> oh shoes boom god, boom 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 you know what i mean like yeah, you that's... had to get up in on the bus tell a joke tell a funny story and then like run to the back of the bus and then and and on how much they liked your joke and your funny story that's how bad your beating was you know what i mean like yeah it was just funny so i don't know like what what do you miss most about hockey right this second like i know you're playing that but like and what's life without sorry like life without hockey what's it like for you like what's next for you do you have kids do you want yeah, no. kids yeah, I want kids in the future, but yeah, right now I'm actually uh, living with my girlfriend in Winnipeg here. Um, been together for two and a half years, so just going steady with that. And, uh, you know, a lot of more free time now with not playing hockey eight hours a day or whatever it used to be. So 
um, six, eight hours a day, but yeah, no, lots of free time. I, I like to uh, do my team issued stuff. So that kind of not having hockey really opened that up for me to really expand this and take, take my focus right into here, which was, you know, that helped a lot, I think with the, the transition from not having hockey, definitely having something to, that was already going and in motion to kind of fall back on and really push, push towards. So, um, you know, that's it for now, I guess. Just, you know, just keep living and trying to be as happy as I can every day. Yeah, man, you honestly, you sound the same. You sound like the oh, same happy kid that was 16 years old. And, I, and, and honestly, Jess, like just because uh, I can I can just tell that you've maintained the same character, the same person. You've been the same genuine person since, that you've been since you were 16. And I can hear that in your voice now. And and that's something that, you know, that will never change. And that's just a testament to to who you are and probably how your parents raised you. Cause I mean, you are one of the best guys that I've ever played with a, on a, on a strictly like person level. You know what I mean? Cause like sometimes in hockey dressing room, you can get a type personalities and guys that are, you know what I mean? You, yeah, for sure, man. That one upping, um, not to mention names, but do you remember the, the great Myers Shen battle, the great Myers, uh, Shen battle of, uh, 2007, 2008, who was better? Yeah, exactly right. Luke, yeah. Luke Shen, Tyler Myers. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember that yeah. kind of weirdness in the dressing room? Because who yeah. was better in the draft? And yeah. uh, they never, we never really talked about it. But that weird tension, it was just sort of like whatever. It was just mm-hmm. like it was just bullshit. Like there was just no bullshit with you. And uh, and I can appreciate that. And I can see that you're still doing the same. So just like you're gonna do great things, and you're already doing great things. Please, guys, check out his website, TeamIssue.ca. Um, I'm going to post some pictures once I get some of uh, this gear here sent to me. I'm going to order it up here quick. I know my girlfriend Taylor is looking forward to wearing it too. So anyways, Jess, I'm going to let you go, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Uh, this went a lot longer than I thought, but it doesn't surprise me because we had lots to catch up on. So I hope I didn't keep you too, too long. But um, thanks again for doing this, buddy, and I really appreciate it. Oh, man, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time. Um, I love you, man. I'm here for you whenever you need. Don't hesitate to give me a shout anytime. Okay, Jess. Thank you so much again for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. I love you too, pal. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite songs. This is RX by Theory of the Dead Man. Um, I really suggest listening to the full track. It's an absolutely great song. Um, It helped me get through some of my toughest times lately. Um, I want to thank Jesse Paradise once again for joining us. Don't forget to check him out teamissue.ca some fresh clothes guys um crazy times out there don't forget to subscribe follow me on twitter and you can find me on facebook hockey to heroin road to recovery anyways guys thanks again and take care of each other
his clue though He needs that fix like the rest of us So he's got no fear when he saves that bus All the stars in the Hollywood Hills Snapchat live while they pop them peels All those flavors of the rainbow Too bad that shit don't work though Your friends are high right now